Hello and welcome to the Working Actor Show. I'm Pierce. I'm Georgie. And today we're going to be speaking with you all about creating your own work as an actor. Now before we dive in, this is just a reminder that if you're feeling alone, lost, scared, confused about how to navigate the world of acting, then check out the show notes, fill out our application to join our coaching program. Um, We've definitely got something in there for you. And uh, the best part is you get a free 45-minute call with us to make sure it's going to be a good fit for you before you commit to anything. So give that a check out and let's dive in to this episode. So, creating your own work as an actor. Georgie, you've done this. Yes. What was your experience? Stressful. No, it, was, <laughs> it was It was a good mix. It was a good mix. I think it would be very um, silly of me to say that it was easy because it wasn't. Um, and there was, believe it a lot, a lot of mindset issues that mm. definitely didn't help. Um, less so than the physical side of like getting the project up and running. Mm. Um, but I think once you can combat those and with a good support network, it's definitely a lot easier. Um, I mean, I've always liked writing. Um, it's always something I've enjoyed. I started the particular project that I wrote. I started writing in 2018. So I'd just turned 18 and I thought oh yeah this seems like a cool idea so I kind of wrote uh, I wrote like a three-part series script I remember Um, it it was 60 pages long it was looking back on it it was dire in Mm. comparison to what I know I would be able to do now if that makes sense like on hindsight it was not good Mm. um and you know what we it was a process it was we we decided and both of us we decided that we were gonna try and produce it and film it we did um we (laughs) we produced a proof of concept and you know what the the actors that we hired in it were brilliant they were really really good Mm. our production skills were not really really good it was a very very fast learning opportunity (laughs) it was very fast and um we upon reflection like it it must have been so frustrating for the actors involved (laughs) like we we it wasn't that i I mean i'd like to think we we'd never be the sort of people that were horrible we weren't at all but it was just we didn't really know what we were doing and i think Mm. we kind of thought oh we'll throw ourselves in the deep end and just do Mm. it and it will be fine well we can't we we hired a a dop and an ad um and we we did have a director working with us as well but Mm. obviously we just didn't it was our first kind of stint into producing, mm. um, and yeah, it was it was a baptism of fire. But s- saying that though, you are going to make mistakes. Like if you want to create your own work as an actor, which you absolutely should, by the way, we are massive advocates of this. Mm. Um, don't be afraid to fail because you will fail. It's <laughs> it's it's a tough tough old biz, um, and failing is the quickest way to learn and to move forwards. So although we failed massive, well, I, I won't even say we failed massively. There was just a lot to learn. We, I, th- I think it was more, we were very lucky with the people that we did hire because mm. they they basically picked up the, the crap that we left behind. Mm. Um, you know, they redid the entire schedule, which the way that we'd done it, because we didn't have a ton of experience in it, mm. would, would have put us like days behind and we'd had to hire a location. And it, it like it would have mm. cost a lot of money had they, they not been there and a lot of time. Um, so we're incredibly grateful for the people that we did work with. Um, mm. But I, you know what? I think it was the most valuable learning experience ever. And we came mm. out of it with massively bruised egos. Like oh, yeah, we yeah. said, we are never, ever, ever producing or creating our own work ever mm. again. 
those were statements we made. Yeah. Um, it was stressful. I remember throwing up multiple times on this project. I remember pure that stress. Happening. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, it was. It was though, wasn't it? Because I remember, um, and I was, you know, when your your phone says, "Oh, this is what you were doing X amount of years ago." Um, <laughs> It popped up and it was a video I took so that we could try and get our money back on the location because the the roof was like leaking through oh the shower. God, yes. It was like, <laughs> oh, come on. This is like, you know, we, we're staying on the same location where we're shooting and this was like day one <laughs> and the, the shower had been leaking through the ceiling right up onto where we'd set up hair and makeup. Uh, and it was, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting shoot. But again, at that time, the most stressful thing. Oh but gosh. looking back now with a bird's eye view kind of disassociating ourselves from that situation so that we can see the full picture there there was so much to learn there and you know what without meaning to sound too wanky and like you know ooh look at me i'm completely brand new i feel like we were different people yeah it feels like looking back and being like oh look there's another person that yeah. i used to know um but yeah, it's the best learning experience ever because it made us realise we can't do everything on our own mm. and delegation is key. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, whereas then when that project, and honestly, that project got chucked to the very, very back of my drafts. I was like, I never want to look at it again. Mm. It was such a like dumpster fire on our part. And you know, as I say, like the rest of the crew and the cast that were involved were fabulous mm. and they they did a really, really good job. But I think for us it was just the kind of mindset block of I can't look at this anymore. Yeah. Um but that project, um I found the script for it when I was working on the house that zombies built. Yeah. And um it was it was a case of looking back and going, oh my God, look how like different that looks. And um I remember chatting about it on set to our producer um, on the House of Zombies built, and she was just like, "Have you, you know, have you done any other projects?" And I mentioned it, and she's like, "Oh, never again. I, I don't know how you do your job. It, it, mm. it, mu- it must be so stressful." Um, and she said, "Oh, I'd love to take a look at the script if that's okay." And I said, "Yeah, I mean, it, it's not, it's not great. It's not in great shape, and I massively undersold myself. I shouldn't have done that, really." <laughs> but I was mm. like, "Are you sure? It's not great, but like, I'll, I'll send it over to you." Um, and I did, and she basically went, "Well, look, it, it can't be a series." Um, but it, I really like the basis of the storyline. She was like, it needs a lot of work. Um, but we then sat down together and rewrote it. And that was where the art of abuse was born from, yeah. which is probably the biggest project I've done so yeah. far. But this is the thing as well. It's all, and when that film comes out, you know, it, it, the way it's set up, it's, it's likely going to get uh, a bit of traction, but people are only going to see that. They won't see the, well, it was what, four, four years between first coming up with the concept and then actually shooting uh, the principal photography for the art of abuse, wasn't it? Yeah. So if you think, you know, those, those obviously he didn't spend four years straight working on it, but, no. you know, at the back of your mind, it was always there and mm-hmm. it was always developing at the back of your mind. And this is the thing, you don't usually see all of that stuff. You know, no. this is a perfect example of how, how many years of uh, of work had really gone into it to make it into well a feature and i think as well there's a there's a big um like we were talking about mindset blocks mm. i think a big stigma for me was was kind of going i don't think i should be writing like stuff like this like what if people don't like it what mm. if it's what if it's too much what if people find it too uh invasive and i think risk taking is a really really mm. scary thing but it's what makes 
projects good yeah. it's what draws people to them um and you know what when i when i first did so basically the way it kind of worked was i sent over the the 60 pages that i had written thinking oh yes it's like a three-part series it was like barely <laughs> even a 20-minute film <laughs> um and then i sent that over and they kind of went okay we like it but like this needs to happen so i worked with um like the uh, my co-writer to write that and then I'd go away and add little bits in and take it back to her and it was very it was a very collaborative project and at indie level it's obviously very different to mm. how they write in big you know corporations of course it is um but <laughs> there would always be times where I'd be sort of sitting there going agonizing over these scenes going is it too much is it too far and then I'd take it back to my co-writer and to the director of the project and they go no it's not enough do more it needs more like it it, it needs to it needs to grip the limits and boundaries and just kind of shake them and be like, mm. come on, what what can we push? And not necessarily in terms of shock factor, but I think just in terms of reality. Yeah. Because you need to be truthful. And I think something that is so important if you're looking to start your own projects is get an idea of your characters. Absolutely. From the get-go. Because yes, it's an actor's job to develop that character, but you as a writer need to develop that character beforehand and make sure that they are well-rounded that there's good and bad to them you mm. know because as humans there's good and bad to all of us we all have downsides we all have points we don't necessarily want to shine a light on because we're like oh yeah i'm uh, <laughs> i'm a bit of an asshole in that section really aren't i um and that's that's okay there's going to be parts of your character that aren't particularly pleasant or, or of, of characters in the script that aren't particularly pleasant yeah exactly and i think this is another really interesting point is that when you're starting out as an actor, you don't have many professional credits behind you. It's really difficult to like shape the way that you want to be seen as an actor. Mm -hmm. And this is a really good opportunity for you to do that. Um, you know, you get those credits behind you, you get experience in all these different areas, you get to make some fantastic contacts through creating mm -hmm. your own work. So it is something that, I mean, I, I definitely would, I know you would as well. So yeah, we, we definitely encourage you to look into creating your own work especially if it's been a while since you've landed a role so that you can get yourself back out there. You can start uh, honing your craft even further and you can really start to um, essentially take on the sorts of roles that you, you really want to be taking on. That's not saying that you have to be, you know, in the projects that you're creating, although ideally you would be because it uh, allows you to act. However, if you are doing that, which you probably will be, then just make sure that you have got a great team behind you. Mm. Uh, like Georgie was saying, delegation is so important um, because if you're acting in that project, then you know that's stressful enough as it is. You need to be able to give a really fantastic performance in your own right. Mm. But also, there's things like producing, financing, uh, location sourcing. You know that the whole the whole shebang, which is about twenty jobs in one. Mm. You're not going to be able to do it alone. You, you do need to get a team behind you, which is why, again, we, we bang on about networking so much because you never know who you're going to meet, the sorts of talents that those people will have and, and, and what they might be able to bring to, to your brainchild as well. A hundred percent. And very rightly so, as Pierce said, you do need a really good team behind you. And you also need to prioritise what you want to do more um, because there are lots of people who will go out and they'll act and they'll direct and they'll produce and they'll write and they'll do it all in one project. And you know what? Sometimes it works out, but majority of the time it's bloody stressful. And apart from anything else, if you're acting on screen, you can't, you can't see everything that's going on direction wise. 
it's impossible. You can you can you can feel the vibe of the scene, but if you're truly immersed in that scene, I know myself. I've come out of scenes before and been like, I could not tell you what the other person over there was doing because my character was focused on this. Um, so I think it's really important to make sure that you, if you want to direct, direct and maybe have a cameo or like a small small role. But if you want to act, find someone that shares similar values to yourself in direction. Um, find someone who takes the idea and you are on a similar wavelength or you can explain it to them and they'll get it kind of thing. Um, and and work with them, um, get them to direct. And, and, and the thing is as well, you don't have to, especially in the indie world, this is what's so great about you, you don't have to define it by labels. So for mm. example whilst you may have a director on a project so like the art of abuse when we went away to ireland to film and we're very much not finished with it yet it's there's still lots of stuff to film and it still needs to go into edit and all of that but when we were away in ireland um i i i got them to audition me so i didn't know whether i was going to play a role in it or not but i sort of thought yeah maybe i will and i said well look can you audition me because i I only want to play the role if you think that i'm going to be good for it and um the director we had uh, jason he is not the sort of person to you know not tell you the truth <laughs> um so he put me through my paces i did three screen tests i did a couple of self tape auditions as well um and eventually he went yeah okay i i think you i think you can do it and, and he was very clear like if i don't think you can do it we're gonna hire someone else like the film shouldn't suffer um and that's very very true but i ended up playing the role um and when we were away in ireland um, it was a case of, of being in the scenes and just being able to focus. But if there was something in particular that I felt needed to change or um, if there was something that Jason wasn't sure on or one of the team wasn't sure on, we'd all kind of meet together. And I was still involved in that conversation because it was myself and, and, and the co-writer Kirsty. It was our project. We we thought of it, we'd created it. Um, so it was natural that we'd have a say in that process and... Mm. Um, so you can very much collaborate. You don't have to stick to one lane, but it's good to have an idea in your head of where you are. And this is actually a, a trap that a lot of, not just actors looking to create their own work, but also you know budding indie filmmakers fall mm. into is is not delegating. Mm. And it's the quickest way to ensure that your project flops, unfortunately. <laughs> You're only human. There's only so many hours under the sun. There's only so much that you can take on yourself. Now, budget is something that could possibly restrict the amount that you can delegate and to a certain extent you're if you're creating your own work you're not just going to be able to do one job at this level like you you will need to do several jobs um but even if we look at the people who are doing this on a macro scale like the classic example of course is adam sandler (laughs) he's got a huge 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 team behind him at happy madison uh, who who are able to help him with you know the production the 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 conceptualization script writing directing you know sourcing everything you don't have that luxury right now Mm. but what you do have is your concept you can write your script you know get people on board to help you with it and also finance the project Mm. now if you have the means to finance your own project by all means go for it however what you might find and again this is where it's so important to be able to put your ego on the shelf and again get insight from other people as well because your project may be fantastic to you but it might actually be a terrible project now that's not to put you off you know we're we're all going to have good ideas and bad ideas i've got a note on my phone that's 
just incredibly long. There's at least 20 to 30 film or, or TV show ideas on there, at Also, least. can we just point out that of a night time, <laughs> Pierce and I... I'm sorry, I'm calling you out on this because this <laughs> happened last night and it was very offensive. We were laying in bed, we were having a cuddle, watching TV, and all of a sudden, Pierce turns over, picks his phone up and starts tapping away on his notes. And... I find out that he's writing this idea down of like some sort of crazy evil person who like thinks there's someone there but there isn't and the only person he'd been in the room with for the last like hour was me <laughs> and he just he looked over and we were having this conversation and he just all of a sudden turned over and went ooh <laughs> I promise you it wasn't about you yeah. it was inspired by Good an episode luck. of The Simpsons that I'd seen that he hadn't seen that hour this no. was like weeks before. Yeah. Well, you know, it just pops into your mind. But anyway, uh, the point is, <laughs> the point we got is, distracted there's there's a lot of ideas in in that particular note, and some of them are really really good, and I've expanded on them. But some of them are a bit like, yeah, well, maybe you know, if, if a bit of work goes into it, it might be good, but it's not necessarily going to be something that that does really really well. Uh, I'm not too sure any idea myself, but it's in there because you can always return to that and just make sure you back these notes up because I'm really bad at doing that and I do need to do that. <laughs> but the point is, you've written all of those down and some of those ideas have been sitting in there for absolutely years. And full disclosure, I'm I'm yet to take action on them because we've we've been very very busy these past couple of years. Um but this is the year that I'm committing to to taking action actually starting on on one of one of the ideas that's been slightly more developed um and and has promised to be able to be quite a good one um because it's not going to be a, a massive production cost to it you know it's fairly simple but also quite a good story and i think when you're starting out um it is all about story and characters because you don't have a big budget you need to draw people in with that kind of uh not necessarily drama but you know the 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 thing that captures them is the story, are the characters, are the people. Uh, and again, if you have the means to fundraise a project, and this is where I was going with this, because some of your ideas will be terrible. A great way to find out if they're not terrible is crowdfunding, because people are only going to invest in your project if they think it's a good idea, and it, it could do well, because obviously they're, they're going to invest their money into it. It's very, very different to you investing your own money in, in your own project. It's not to say you, you shouldn't invest in your project because if, if you can, then then do. Um, but it is also important to crowdfund because it gets that validation from an external audience. And you also then know the audience that are actually going to watch your film because they're the sorts of people that invest in your film. Mm. So a great resource for this is is Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgie, you've you've used it to, to fundraise before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm right in thinking it's, it's it's quite a lot of work, but when you can get it going, it's, it tends to be quite good for, for filmmaking. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I'm from a very privileged position in terms of crowdfunding that I have been able to take a back seat in watching it be done and kind of help out with it, but not have to run it all myself um, because it's, it's insane. Um, I uh, sit with someone who very regularly crowdfunds on Indiegogo. Um, And I think it's definitely helpful if you've got a niche. Um, So like, for example, the person that I've watched Mm. does a lot of horror. um, And because they've done it multiple times, they have committed people who are like, okay, I'm going to fund this project. But you know what? It's unlike other crowdfunding platforms where if you don't hit that target, you don't get any of your money. 
Indiegogo, you set like an initial target. So say, for example, you set a target. I, I mean, I think one of our projects was a grand we had to raise in a certain amount of time. Um, now, bearing in mind, this is a company that has crowdfunded before and has um, sort of committed backers who will pretty much back any project they do. Um, it was easy to get that that money in. Um, and then once you hit that, you can go in demand so you can fund, I think it's for like 90 days. Um, mm. But the great thing with Indiegogo as well is it doesn't just run off like donations. It runs off a, a perk system. Um, so, for example, you have... Um, so you have a perk of like a signed script or a DVD copy of the film or um, if you've got particularly prominent actors in, in the projects, you could have things like um, a signed photo or we've even had um, a couple of projects I mean, at the moment. We have like being a scene with this person um, and people pay ridiculous amounts of money to do that. We had someone pay, I think it was £500 to be in a scene with uh, with an actor um which you know is great because it helps them in the, in their career they they're finding their feet in the industry perhaps they don't necessarily want to land tons and tons of roles or do it full time but it's just a hobby of theirs and they like to fund the project um and they get to meet the specific actor and be in a scene with them um we've had um people we, we've literally had someone pay for us to go away to Spain to film um like there there there's people are really generous when it comes to things that they're interested in. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way to feel like you're giving something back as well. Cause I think that's something that I always feel quite guilty about is, is kind of funding a project and sort of thinking, Oh, I'm not going to be able to like, apart from the project itself, I'm not going to be able to give them anything back. Whereas with Indiegogo, because they're perks, they're, they're, it's like they're buying a service as yeah. well. Um, and it definitely, it feels like a more, um, genuine way to crowdfund i guess yeah yeah absolutely well they're getting something in return aren't they mm. and you know you can go crazy with this sort of stuff you know you can, you can put whatever you want on there really within reason but georgie's right you know there's people out there who who really want to see a change and want to see a difference and, and want to fund projects that they're, they're interested about so definitely get yourself out there and start building those connections with people who have done this before or other actors who want to create their own work you know get a team together start going out there and making it happen and and going back to the whole crowdfunding thing and having an existing audience if we're really to dive into that um again this is where social media comes in but also building up a mailing list over time so if you know that you're going to create a project let's say you know you're going to create it next year like 12 months down the line you can spend the next year apart from developing the idea uh, building up a mailing list uh, mm -hmm. getting people interested engaging with them so that when the time comes to crowdfund you can have hundreds or even thousands of people <laughs> at a push mm -hmm. if you if you're doing a really really good job waiting and ready to share the project donate to it themselves uh, and you, you can take them on this journey with you mm -hmm. And this is the beauty of being in the 21st century is that you can use all of these tools to really, really, really help you uh, create that that buzz around the project. And that's that's the real key, key word here is, is creating buzz around it because with buzz comes interest, comes funding, comes bigger and better uh, contacts uh, that have access to bigger and better resources that you can use for your film. 100%. And you know what? Something else I found as a, a little tip from um, people that I've worked with over the past year or two um, is make sure that you write in smaller roles as well. 
um, for people who want to do cameos, whether that's from mm. a funding perspective or whether it is that you get um, slightly more prominent actors in to play those roles. Um, I mean, obviously they will need to be paid. Um, and that's another thing with funding as well. If you can aim to pay everyone on the project, mm. you know, it, it is frustrating sometimes working for free. Mm. And obviously if it's your passion, you're more inclined yeah. to do that. But you'd, um, you'd want to be paid, you know, if, if you were to be cast at another project, of course mm. you'd want to be paid. So it's only right that you, you treat the actors and, and the, the crew on, on your project the same. Very true, very true. And and I think, you know, with... I mean, I know there's there's some scepticism from people around hiring in other actors to kind of bolster up the film. Mm. But to a certain extent, as long as it's not a case of, of stunt casting and being like, oh, I'm just going to chuck them in this role because it makes my film look better. Um, and it is actually a case of they'd suit this role. Mm. It works with them. It works with the film. Um, then then do it because you're, you're giving them work. You're giving them another credit to their name. Um and you're also bringing in an audience that are going to be interested in seeing this person in your project. Absolutely. And again, it comes back to, to giving people that that uh, essentially what they're worth because there's that old saying, which is so true, when you pay, you pay attention. Mm. And and that is definitely true with acting as well. You know, you even if uh, the same actor is, is versus a, a paid and unpaid performance. Now, this is going to sound a little bit controversial, but... If you pay an actor, oh, this, this is going to sound so so Ooh. controversial. If you pay an actor, uh, they are going to do a better job. Hands down, they're going to do a better job. Now, actors, and obviously we, we're saying this as actors as well, You know, if you're doing a job for free and it's unpaid, you're going to do the best you can anyway because you want to impress. But there's just, just another level when you actually get paid to do a job that you just go 200% in. And you really just dive in, you know, you, you prioritise it. It becomes the commitment that you dedicate all your time to within reason. Um, obviously, listening to our previous episode, you'll know about balancing time. But <laughs> but correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? I've, I've fully just thrown it out into the wild there. No, I, I do think you have a point there. I mean, as, as you said, if I take on a role, regardless of the payment status, mm. I always put as much effort as I can into yeah. it. But I think it... In terms of, and I mean, being, you know, I, I kind of fell into the horror industry um, in performance. Mm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I do enjoy it. But there have been times on projects where I've been like, oh, this role is, it's not even the role, but just some of the scenes because horror is a bit weird. There's, mm. there's odd things that you do. Um, <laughs> like, there's been some projects where I've just sort of been sat there having to do like, kind of weird scenes and i've just been like you're getting paid for this this is your job just do it <laughs> <laughs> and that's not that's not because I'm, I'm ungrateful it's not because i don't enjoy performing but there are you know <laughs> there are some scenes in like i don't i don't want to say what project because i don't want to make the director feel bad because i did really enjoy working on the project but it was just weird. there were some scenes that i was just like oh this is not this is not enjoyable. Um, mm. And it was just a case of going, okay, you've been hired to do a job. You yeah. are going to be as professional mm. as you can and you're just going to soldier through. Mm. Um, and it's not about necessarily earning the money for myself. It's mm. about the fact that someone has decided to Valued you. value me and yeah. pay me to do a job. And I'm like, well, I'm going to provide that service because that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily think it's a case of I work more, I, I work more for someone who pays me. It's just that, I kind of 
push through on things I don't mm. necessarily want to do. <laughs> and, and just on that note, actually, just to be really, really clear, um, if there's something that you you don't want to do, it's not making you feel, you know, you, you don't feel comfortable yeah. doing it, you know, it's gone past that limit that you've set yourself, then then you don't need to do it, you know. Yeah. Value, value yourself more, more than anything, there's, but... There's limits yeah. and boundaries, yeah. right? And, you know, you can push your limits, but never push your boundaries. Yeah, there's, there's things that you don't want to do, but you'll do it because it's your job. Yeah. And then there's things that you won't do because it's, yeah, it's it's, it's a boundary that you don't cross. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know what, something I just wanted to bring up before I forget, because I know what I'm like and I will forget. <laughs> um, I really, really struggled when I first started creating my own work about playing roles in it. Because I was really worried about this opinion out there that, you know, oh, people who um, create their own work and play a role in it, they're just doing it because they want to get more credits. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Too fucking right. You don't I'm going to spend all my time writing a project. And, you know, or they go, oh, they just want to make themselves look good. Yeah. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I want to, like, there's there are so many actors out there who go, there's not enough work out there. Okay, create, cool, create it. it yourself. Yeah. But I can't be in it if I create it myself. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, do yeah. it. Like, it's not about it's not about kind of having a massive ego and being like, oh, I'm going to play the lead role in this project. Mm. But, you know, you can play the lead role in that project. And apart from anything else, when that film goes out and whether it gets loads of attraction or it gets none at all, mm. anyone who sees it, probably most likely especially if they aren't in the industry isn't going to be like oh look at them they've written this film and then they performed in it if you do a good job and you perform it well and the character suits you or you suit the character people are going to watch it and go yeah that was a great project you know that actor was brilliant they really suited the role do you know what as well there's a weird stigma around it specifically with film as well because if you think about it you know devised theater is a massive thing you know Mm. theater makers get together and create stuff all the time yeah uh and most of the time it's you know a group of actors get together and create work for themselves well why can't that be the case for film as well why is there that stigma around oh well you're just creating it for yourself of course you are of Obviously. course you are you're creating it <laughs> and this is uh it's actually something that um taika wakiti oh i've butchered that taika wakiti <laughs> thank you georgie <laughs> um he said uh he got into filmmaking because well he he is and, and was an actor mm. and he, he i think the quote was something like i was an actor in New Zealand and I was depressed with the lack of roles that were available to me. Mm. So I went out there and created my own work. There's no reason why you can't do the same. And you know what? As long as you're not doing it from just the perspective of I'm going to create myself more work, as long as you value that the audience needs to gain something from the scenes. I think that's where people maybe go a little bit awry is that they write things for themselves because they want to do it or because they think it it looks good or feels good or whatever it is. But they forget that the audience needs something from characters and and from plot lines as well. You You have to in performance like we all do anyway we have to kind of gauge what the character needs and what the audience needs from that character so for example in the house that zombies built my character was pretty quiet and i kind of had to when reading the script and when developing her i was kind of like okay the audience needs from her to be the kind of to to almost like see what's going on through through yeah. her narrative in, yeah, yeah. in, in part she, she's and, the anchor yeah I don't know about that. I feel like I'd be giving myself like <laughs> I'd be bolstering myself up too much as a character. But she's she's relatable, you know. She she's for a, a younger audience as well because she's a teenager in it. Yes. She's for the younger people to see the storyline through her. Um She's the young anchor. She's the young anchor. Young she anchor. <laughs> <laughs> sounds wrong. 
as she's a young wanker. Um, but you know, she's and, and that, that that was something that was really important to me was making sure that the audience got what they need from her as well as what the plot needed from her and the other characters did. And if you're writing from a perspective of this is what the story needs and this is what would work well within that. As long as you're doing that, you write what you want and perform what you want, you know? Yeah, 100%. And that actually leads us on to summarise quite nicely. Create your own work. If you can't find opportunities, if you're struggling to land roles, get out there, connect with the right people and just start creating your own work because it's it's never been easier. It's only going to get easier as well. Um, and we're in this real boom of especially screen creation at the moment. So definitely get on it as soon as you can. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to ping us over them on, on Instagram at Actors Warehouse. 100%. And, and, you know, remember, if you are sat there listening to this podcast going, but hang on, I don't know how to write or I'm not very good at writing or whatever, that is what networking is for. Go and listen to our previous networking podcast. Connect with people. They can help you with that. People are way more excitable and creative than you think. And this industry is way smaller than everyone thinks. Um, mm. So, you know, head out there, network with people, listen to people, work with them. Um, and to be honest, I'm really looking forward to seeing what projects you guys are going to create really soon. And if you are someone who is creating a project or wanting to create a project or has created a project, send it over to us. We want to see it. Yeah, 100%. We want to have a look. We're always looking to connect with you guys as well. So 100%. feel free to send it over. And of course, if you are just totally lost with where to start in the acting world, like if you don't know how to actually start auditioning maybe maybe you don't have an agent maybe you haven't been to drama school maybe you're just starting out whatever your career looks like if you're feeling stuck right now fill out the form that's attached to this this podcast episode it'll be down in the in the show notes and it's an application to join our coaching program um, there's no commitment to fill out the application what we'll do if it's going to be a good fit is just jump on a zoom call and, uh, and make sure that it is for you um, but that will all be down in the show notes and uh, if you get stuck at any point or you have any questions feel free again to message us on instagram perfect well have a lovely day wherever you are whatever you're doing and we'll speak to you very soon bye, bye.